Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from nine. On 2FM. Lads, let's talk about this. First of all, I want to thank you for all. Sarah, we got so many texts into 51552. Um, changing wet sheets and comforting an upset or an embarrassed child isn't fun for anyone in the middle of the night. And many families struggle with bedwetting and it's a normal part of a child's development. But that doesn't mean it can't be stressful especially for older kids. So Nurse Sarah Kearns is in studio to tell us and help us to deal with us, I, I would say, um, because there's lots of reasons why. There's loads of reasons, but there's loads of things that we can help. I have three kids, so listen, I'm I, I, I'm living I'm I'm living this. Okay, so there's two different types of bedwetting. There's primary and secondary, and the first one, primary, is that that children will be dry through the day. Um, after toilet training, we just can't get through the night without peeing. So, uh, wetting themselves so they wear nappies. That's primary. Secondary is interesting because a child might be completely dry through the night from like three, and then all of a sudden at six starts wetting okay. the bed. Okay, so that there's two different types. So it can happen for loads of reasons. There could be um, generally kids cannot help it. There's there's a strong family link, forty to fifty percent link. If a parent, hereditary. yeah, hereditary. If a parent. Wet the bed, the chances are that, you know, 40, 50% of children will. So that's kind of interesting. Okay. So there's lots of different reasons. It's firstly, it, as you say, it's a normal part of development, and some kids are just more prone to it. Okay. So let's yeah. go into the primary and the secondary, first of all. Yeah. So, primary, uh, so that is uh, maybe up to seven, and they're kind See, of learning to. Seven ho- is the age, right? So that it really, so seven is sort of the cut what I'm going to say the cut, cut off age yeah. that's when you'll get the GPs the public health nurses will intervene okay. and say okay so there's actually great things that we can talk about like the, there's, there is physical reasons kids might you know the, for for bedwetting for adults and kids everything there can be physical reasons like diabetes maybe a medication they're on you know what a big thing for kids is constipation really so if you, um, I'll put, listen, I'll, I'm on Instagram, hands on health. I'll do a thing with a diagram of this later. So if anyone wants to have a look, but basically you have, when you're constipated, you can block off the tube coming from your bladder out. Okay. And if that's blocked, it means that when you're going to the toilet, you're not emptying your bladder enough. So constipation is a huge factor for kids. Okay, so you could get that checked out if Absolutely. they're, let's say if they're still bedwetting after seven years of age and you're concerned, maybe that's the time yeah. to and go. and even younger kids get constipated. So it's all about keeping an eye on them physically, okay? So it's a normal part. If they're constant, go ask your public health nurse and GP. That's what I'd say. Assessing if there's a physical reason okay. Okay, for it. Okay? okay, but do you know what? There's a couple of things that can really, really, really help. Okay, kids generally need one, 1.2 litres, up to a seven, right? Maybe 1.2 litres fluid a day, but it is really handy to front load the fluids. When you're, you know, aiming to have the the, the water bottle, I, you know, the kids have one of those uh, metal water bottles going to school. So getting that finished, front loading your fluids, getting the most of the fluids in early. in the morning early, and then sipping fluids throughout the day no fluids two hours well what we do in our house is that we have dinner between five and six dinner's finished at six and then it's only sips of water after that so we front load our fluids have dinner peeing regularly is a big one monitoring for something like constipation is a massive factor okay okay? so maybe try and take a diary if this is an issue in your house maybe take a diary diary over a week when they're drinking what they're drinking what time do they last drink at also what you're drinking is important so staying away from fizzy drinks and things like that can be because it can be diuretics you know for adults um, particularly who are drinking maybe alcohol is a diuretic coffee teas they make us pee more but like I know kids aren't but staying away from fizzy drinks and particularly coke things with, with caffeine and stuff in them can, can make you pee more so staying away from them but two hours before they go to bed make sure 
that they're only having tiny sips, just literally wetting the mouth and then regular peeing throughout the day, every couple of hours, you know, go in and, and make sure that they're peeing. Um, I, one of my kids is five and she is brutal for it. Sorry, outing Esme. But she, it's so normal for that age group to hold on. It's FOMO, their fear of missing out. Mm. So they don't, they hold on to their pee because they're like, if I go to the toilet, I'm going to miss whatever the other kids are doing. So that's totally normal to hold on to peeing. So that's really common, okay? Um, so just, you know, encouraging and like praise, praise, praise. Yeah. Praising them for going. What about the don'ts? What should we not do if we have an incident or an accident in Cro- the middle of the night? Getting cross. I yeah. know, and it's so hard. So here's a top tip, guys. A couple of things in my house that makes my life so much easier. Okay, so bedwetting can happen and uh, once off or maybe if you've, like just say maybe you've moved to a new house, okay? We have uh, in our house, outside the girls' bedroom, we have a light in the hall. We also have a hall at the top of the landing. So it's very easy for them to see the route to the toilet in the night if you're half asleep they go into really deep sleeps and they you know so it's, if they're half asleep that they can see clearly where the toilet is okay. and if you have a child coming over and staying the night um, there was recently one of my pals texted me that her daughter had wet the bed because they were staying in a friend's house child didn't know where the toilet was new environment new sheets completely disorientated so make and, sure they know where the toilet is yeah and do a run through before bed if it's sort of a strange environment for them right okay. do you know what I do Though, you know, those soft shower curtains, I have mm. them on all my mattresses. It is brilliant. And I have, I just got them home store and more. You know, the soft ones, they don't crinkle, they don't make noise, but it covers the whole. So I just put them under the sheet, but I cover the whole mattress because kids move around the whole bed. So then if there's an accident, it is so easy. You just get the shower curtain, you get the top sheet and you put, you can wash the whole thing. But then I keep the sheets in really easy proximity. Um, off, off. It, I actually keep them on a shelf in the room. So if there's a bedwetting situation, literally we strip off, change jammies, get the sheets off, and then new it's sheets done. on. Done. Okay. You're a, literally the turnaround issue. is two minutes, but it's all about praising. Do you know another thing can be really beneficial? They say up until the kids are about five, um, at five, really don't be lifting them anymore, and pull up should really be gone by five. Interesting you said that mm. because we have had a huge response to this. Yeah. And I'm looking through all these messages and gonna go through them with okay. you now because there's a lot of pull ups. A lot of pull-ups. A lot of pull-ups um, yeah. in these text messages. Okay, yeah. let me kick off. Uh, Norma asks, I have an eight-year-old, I have eight-year-old twins and ha- and that they have to wear pull-ups every night as they just cannot go a full night without an accident. We've been to the doctor and he says it will work itself out. Any advice and help would be amazing. Massively. There's a thing, there's actually a clinic for bedwetting. Enuresis clinic. Okay, so I would go back to the doctor and they're, they're all over the country so they do like programs on and like everything I'm saying except they go into bigger details about keeping diaries and monitoring you it, you you at eight there is there, you're going to be able to solve this okay so I would go you know who's an under resourced well no actually they're going to kill me because they're so busy but the public health nurses are incredible <laughs> <laughs> I feel that we don't go to them no, enough because they're practically amazing the people yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can actually just ring your local health centre talk to the public health nurse and they could send off a referral they'll know wow. <laughs> a lot of them are mammies they'll know exactly where you should go but no there is absolutely help out there in your ESA's clinic they generally see from seven or above but you could potentially go a little bit earlier but they'll go through keeping charts monitoring fluids monitoring for constipation all that they go through the, and look at the whole picture the other thing is like if kids have changed something like they have just started school they're a bit all over the place they can have phantom bedwetting did you ever 
Well, yeah. that might tie into this one. Hi, Jen. My son is 12 and wets the bed at least three times a week. Oh. Uh, we have tried uh, last drinks before seven, but it doesn't work all the time. Also, he does a lot of sports and needs to hydrate. I feel it could be connected to anxiety as it's more frequent at times of stress. It's really getting him down. What can we do to help? Again, that clinic, definitely, definitely. How do you spell away. that? E. N-U-R-E-S-I-S. Okay. But uh, yeah, get on to the GP straight away about that. Um, the other thing I would say to you, once you, there could be, you know, for that 12-year-old, there could be a medical issue as well. Sometimes if that was a boy, we have talked about UTIs one million times. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and we, it's so important. But you know the way girls' urinary tracts um, are shorter and that's why we are more likely to get urinary tract infections. But boys are longer because the tube has to go all the way down the penis to come mm-hmm. out. There's obviously then more uh, the, the urinary tract is longer so that means that they have prostates and they have these long urine tract that they can get little um like scar tissue there's loads of different reasons uh, why there could be a physical maybe that the, they're not able to empty their bladder enough are they rushed going to the toilet you know making sure that they empty their bladder the, if you go to your GP and get a physical they might for adults in particular they can do a scope down your the urine tract and make sure that everything's okay. Is there, they might do a dipstick of your urine. Is there any signs of infection? Is there sign, right? But once you get the medical side of things, you know that um, phys, there's there's actually pelvic floor physios that are incredible. And um, I have diabetes. Like if you have diabetes, you pee more through the night. But um, I went to uh, a, a pelvic floor physio. She was amazing. She was saying that you know you can get into your head that you need to pee and you don't and then you're you're not emptying your bladder properly and you've got this cycle like there's actually um like mind tricks that you can actually play with yourself that you basically you curl your toes and you count to 10 there's all these amazing tricks to train yourself to that you know to to pee when your bladder is full yes you do know I yeah. heard that because <laughs> I had this conversation last week I was saying because I was saying to uh, my uh, producer Ed and I said I keep getting up in the middle of the night I'm wrecked you know yeah. getting up yeah. it's like you don't have to do that no you just your bladder you just need to get used to your bladder being 80 yeah that is full, full it, yeah. you know? so the uh, what it's 30 is it 30 mils by age that's the size of your bladder your bladder can hold it can hold hundreds of milliliters a lot okay? of the time it can be habit of getting oh, up and habit, that kind of psychological stuff. absolutely guy, uh, physio Go to, yeah, go to physio. But if he is twelve, you would say go get oh, him checked out. Hundred percent. Go get him clear checked out. out. Make sure that there's no medical problem. Physical, and then, yeah. Or sorry, yeah, yeah, physical problem. And then, off the back of that, then you might be looking at physios. You could look at that clinic. There'd be loads. Of, yeah. Then you can make the next step. You mentioned mentioned a phantom bedwetting. Hi, Jen. Oh, yeah. My five year old never wet the bed since he started junior infants. He will have phantom bedwetting. I never heard of this. Where he will feel like he has wet his bed and pajamas, but he didn't. He gets up, strips it all. There is some small bullying issues. Could this be connected? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would do is that actually that um, I've definitely heard of that before. And it's probably more common. Here's the thing with bedwetting. We don't talk about it that much. That's why you're probably having so many people texting in, particularly today, because mm-hmm. there's so much. It's just not openly talk about so if in that situation definitely go into the teacher talk to the teacher and suss out what's going on at school and then just a gorgeous calm conversation with your child always remember guys when you're talking to your kids the reason that the car chats are so good is that no one's making eye contact Did you ever hear about that no. the best chats you'll ever have is when you're walking because you're walking side by side you're not making eye contact they and they open. can literally open up and tell you what's going on um, so I'd suss that out the, the phantom bedroom is literally a loss of control and they're probably worried about uh, maybe be wetting themselves in front of their friends. There could be loads of different reasons going on. First port of call would be to to link in with the teacher to see what's going on and then a really good open chat in the car or walking. 
It's such a huge thing. I mean, I mean, it's mm. so, so common. Another text, my daughter is five in Maine. She still wears a pull-up at night. Uh, it's always wet in the morning. I tried for six months without a pull-up and she was wet most yeah. nights, maybe six out of seven. So I started using the pull-ups again. Any advice? My eight-year-old still wets the bed on a regular basis. He doesn't drink lots of water before, before bed. We make sure he goes to the toilet right before he gets into bed, but he still wets the bed on a regular basis. He might go a few days where he doesn't wet the bed, but never more than five to six days. We still have to put them in pull-ups again to save having to strip the bed all yeah, the time. Nervous about going to family and friends' houses in case they find out he's still in the pull-up. Is there anything we can do to help him? Should we bring him to see someone? Yeah, definitely. Listen, back to that public health nurse, GP. But you know there's a couple of other things that you could consider doing. So two hours before bed, no fluids, two hours before bed and then making sure that they pee just before they get into bed. The other thing that you can do, they say not to after five to stop the lifting, but you could set an alarm so that, you know, alarm to wake them up and if they know the alarm is going to wake them up at 12 to pee, then they'll know psychologically this alarm is going to wake me up. Okay. That might help massively. Okay. That's really good advice. Very interesting uh, topic on bedwetting. My daughter is 10 years old and still wet every night. She's been to incontinence nurses for evaluation and, and to the GP who found no health concerns. We encourage plenty of drinks during the day and aware to avoid bladder irritations such as blackcurrant. Any advice? I get, I see, if the, something like that. Okay, so they've gone to the incontinence nurse. I, I would actually go back to them at that age I think I think implementing if I was in that position right I think I would implement what I'm talking about like the alarms the the fluids the kind of the strict the top loading fluids in the morning mm. the regular emptying I just said that that's child constipated because that's not going to show up necessarily on a urinary um, examination so I all those kind of things do a more of a holistic see how school is going all the, have a holistic picture right but I would actually in those go back because I know that there's no signs of incontinence but maybe that's when what they find I get her reassessed if I was honest if I'd implement take a couple of weeks implement what I'm saying the alarm set an alarm maybe generally speaking I wonder would that person note that the bedwetting is happening at a particular time of night like is it a habit like my baby at the moment is waking up at half four in the morning all the time okay. that's his he's in the habit of it so I wonder is there a time assessing does it always happen at 3.30 or whatever so that you could set an alarm then at 3 and then and even help them through that and then if they empty their bladder at 3. Okay so a lot of people just going please help me please help me yeah. I'll try this so um, let's just go over again uh, the do's. Yeah. Praise. Front loading. <laughs> yeah front loading fluid in the front morning. Front loading fluid yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Sipping throughout the day Re regular toileting not holding on um, like regular toileting every couple of hours making sure and not rushed toileting especially for the littler ones that not like pee and race out they're just this FOMO the five year olds like are just yeah. mad so like a, a, um, a relaxed toileting as in and then get the positioning you can actually go onto the HSC website and they talk about it but like it's positioning it's a, it's a sort of leaning slightly forward so that the bladder is emptied there's a first and secondary that's the other thing now this is beyond my remit as a nurse this is a physio um, a what, physio what are, your things. what are your thoughts on a lot of pull-ups a lot of kids and pull-ups you know seven, eight, nine, ten. What, what do you see think I think that they're safeguarding but you know, like, you know what instantly I'm thinking? Problem. You're not addressing the problem. You know what I'm thinking? Those seven, eight, nine, ten, they all want to be on play dates. Let's think about them. Let's, you know what I mean? So let's try and achieve that for them, okay? So I would be front-loading fluids in the morning, regular toileting, relaxed toileting, 
talk to a physio absolutely they'll have the, you go know to that your health nurse go to your public health nurse there's a first there's a primary and secondary emptying of the bladder now as I said this is a physio's remit more so than mine okay but that leaning forward and you pee but then there's usually do you know the second uh, like it's a it's like a secondary release of urine so a relaxed toileting experience okay. making sure that we'll they've totally that. finished yeah turning on the tap if you need to encourage the peeing you know if they're like I can't pee you know you hear that so relaxed toileting front loading fluids then when it comes to evening dinner fluids two hours before they go to bed just just literally enough to wet the mouth then um, I would definitely the shower curtain and so you, in terms of you know taking the negativity out of it mm-hmm. okay it's going to be the quickest turnaround for you guys to have you know the, the shower curtain is so easy everything can go into the wash then the whole mattress protected have the sheets in the room ready to go having maybe um, you know lights on in the hall so so they know where they to know go. where to go it's easy for them to wake up and okay. go um, and then I would start keeping a diary. Yeah. Like, you know, what fluids are they drinking? Okay. Is there a lot of isotonic drink? Like, you know, what fluids are they drinking? They need water-based. Generally, our kids should really just be drinking water or milk. Okay. So what fluids are we taking? How much? At what times? Then constipation. All those sort of holistic anxiety. Um, I would I would start doing that first. And then I would also keep a diary. Maybe it's just like ring your whoever's phone in the middle of the night. So you keep a track. You know, it's hard keeping track of all this. But are they generally wetting the bed at midnight or at 3 a.m.? Okay. So will we start setting an alarm? at 11.30 getting up helping them to go to the toilet then back and seeing does that make because you could it would be easier for them to have an alarm quick pee and back to bed then that sort of rigmarole every night mm. it's all about praise positivity and then I would absolutely go to the GP and look for one of those clinics absolutely and if you find that there's there's no constipation there's no nothing physical wrong then yeah. it's time for your car chats yeah do you know, I'm, I'm such a firm believer and give them up to uh, like go for a gorgeous walk at the weekend side by side that you wouldn't believe the chat. You can always see kids going, rah, 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 you know, when they come out of school, mm-hmm. when you're holding hands, walking home because you're side by side for adults as well. I couldn't recommend that more. I've I do loads and loads of hill walking, so I'm a big advocate of this. I, I think it's something that we don't do enough side by side. No eye contact. You make you talk about everything the conversation flows you never see walkers um, hill walkers whatever walking in silence they're always like mama you write the world (laughs) (laughs) do you know it's so good Uh, but there is help out there I think that's one thing and if you're not satisfied with what your GP has said go to your health nurse go back to your GP you know maybe somebody who doesn't know you just say you do go to your GP but you don't know your public health nurse maybe that they have you know they they have probably experienced it um, so often as well before and go they don't know you they don't know your child you can have an objective assessment say hey I have this 10 year old they seem really happy in school they've been blah 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 you know and she'll start going through this are they constipated is it a regular time they'll go through all that yeah, don't suffer don't and suffer get the help get, get help. the help there is help out there so get help absolutely um, okay well thank you so much for coming in and speaking to us about this subject and uh, Nurse Sarah Kearns is on Instagram you can follow her she's at Hands, hands on, on health. Hands I'll on health. I'll do a thing later on about this and I'll do the diagram of the concentration. I'll do I'll do a good post at lunchtime today. Yeah, the public health nurse is gonna <laughs> kill you because you're she's Yeah, I know. Fly. They're so overworked. <laughs> Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from nine on two FM.